All right. Hot mess express. <laughs> All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Winging It the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. I'm Sally. And today we have a special <laughs> guest. What, how would you like to, uh, what would you like us to call you? How, how would you like us to introduce you? You can, Liz is fine. Well, um, Liz, but you know, people call me all sorts of things. Liz is also, this point. you're the curator, the creator of the ham wing on the Twitter sphere. Yeah. This is a big, big yes. deal. Do you want to, ex- yes, that's Do you want to explain to people what the ham wing is in case they are out of touch and out so, of the loop? Yeah, and who don't know who I am? You're not one of the weird like fourteen thousand people that apparently follow me now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. Um, so what I do is I make s- sort of little stupid mashup memes of Hamilton and the West Wing. So it's how either amazing is that it's it's it started as a stupid joke and then it just kind of exploded and here I am a year and a half later. <laughs> She's still doing it. Much more successful so, than we are. Yeah. So I, I applaud that. <laughs> yeah. Been a little lax lately, but you know, you know, back into it. it's all right. Things that don't pay your bills always have to come second to right, things that do. Right. Story of our lives. Okay, well, um, here we are. We are in season seven, Ugh. episode count them five. Yeah, and we're going to talk about here today. Here today, and I'm gonna have a good attitude about it. <laughs> you are <laughs> positivity. I'm gonna try really hard. <laughs> oh dear um Ugh. lizzie we probably should have warned you in case you haven't heard the show i'm sure you've listened to all of oh, yeah. our episodes twice um but we do <laughs> we do sing to to kick off this and yeah you, yeah we do feel free and, to join um, in no pressure i'll just conduct okay. <laughs> oh you're gonna conduct us okay <laughs> no, well you know we should, we could rap it like Hamilton. Sing is really a strong had. word i don't know if we would call yeah. it i do singing it's not Da, da, yeah. Da. <laughs> yeah. If only there were words to the theme song, we could rap it. But it's a little strange to try to rap those um, cellos. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Sally, it's just you and me, girl. <laughs> I'm still getting over cold. I, I can try. Just dramatically take right. a sip of water. Too. Oh, we can actually we can be in time today. Oh, I that. always think I'm <laughs> in magic time, so time. I don't think that the video is gonna help. <laughs> You're about as in time as like the time traveler's wife. You're just I like can't. somewhere All else right. entirely. All right. Okay. How was that, Andrea? Was I closer to time? Yeah. yeah. Yay. I think so. Excellent. It's just the magic of sight. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. People don't realize what we do. So um, I'm going to just, I just want Sally, I could do the TikTok, but I just want to hear what Sally's going to say because anytime she's kind of like over the storyline, she just has this tone of voice that's really entertaining to me. So oh, Sally, would you no. like to regale us with a TikTok? Yeah. I mean... Okay, so Toby has confessed to being the leaker, which I just have a lot of feelings about. So that is happening, and he's, like, <laughs> isolated in the Roosevelt room, and it's all this drama, and he can't talk to anybody, and Oliver Babish is there doing things that he does. And also, we're still working—okay, I kind of tuned this whole part out, but we're still working on something about 
that frost guy and <laughs> Mr. Frost. and we're in the situation room and <laughs> things are happening with that. Don't care. And also Josh is trying to like revamp the campaign because we're struggling, even though previously we have not been struggling. So I don't know where that came from, but nine whatever. points down. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So we're having to fire a bunch of people. I say we, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> yes, um, you did. <laughs> they're having to lay off a bunch of people and that's not fun. None of it's fun. There's literally no fun in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But I'm being positive about it. Well, there's positively no fun there in this is episode. Positively no fun. That's not true. There's a, uh, um, I mean, <laughs> there's a little bit of fun between Mr. and Mrs. Santos. Yes. There's, we get a there's, little bit of Helen Santos being a, a delightful peach that she is. Terry Polo. She's so flawless, really. I know. She's almost She's... Beyonce level flawless. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, maybe not. Um, okay. I did like that. Where should we even start? Should we just go? Let's just say, can we say our feelings about the episode first? Yeah, we can say our feelings about the episode. Okay. Let's let's lead with Liz. Liz, oh, tell boy. us all your feelings about, about here well, just, today. Just a recap. Oh, God. Broad strokes. Think, uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best. As much as, like, I can say it's a well-put-together episode in terms of, like, I think it's really compelling and it's really interesting to watch. But the rest of me is going, why are you doing this? Oh, my God. Why, why are you doing this to, this to all of us? Yes. Yeah. Same. Literally yeah. same. Yeah. I kind of I feel like I would feel mm-hmm. better if this episode had been worse. You know what I mean? Because I feel yeah. like they executed something that I really didn't want them to yeah. do very well. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like... Te- from a technical standpoint, I feel like this was a beautiful episode, and like and like Liz said, it was really compelling to watch. Like visually, there were a lot of really the cinematography was really cool, oh, yeah. yeah, and the way that they told the story was cool. But I just didn't like any of the f- what was happening, <laughs> except no. for firing Ned because I felt like that was yeah. time. Yeah, that was yeah. fine with me. It was time two episodes ago. I'm sorry, <laughs> or or more. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, Ned. I agree with that. All of that. I mean, cause I, w- I just found myself, I kept thinking like, oh, that's a really great shot, but I hate everything about what is happening right now. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. there's so much, I don't know. I mean, we'll dive into everything, but there are so many good like silhouette shots and like the shot through the window of them telling the president and like oh. just so much good stuff. But I was like, but no, don't no, no. Just like overdub completely different audio. Yes. Like yeah. let's pretend like they've got Toby in the Roosevelt room because they're planning a surprise party for him. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had an episode where they planned a surprise party for Toby and he like gets oh. back in his office, there's a bunch of balloons and he's like, he would hate it. He would hate it. So, all right. So I think we all agree it was, like, technically, it was well, yeah, it was well, I mean, a well-produced yeah, it's episode. a good episode. Okay, so let's just start, um, no, let's not start with Toby, because we're going to no, have plenty of Toby. Let's start with the boring stuff, the Kate Harper stuff. Let's start with Mr. Frost yeah. on the heels of last week's episode, Mr. Frost. God, what a creep. Did they <laughs> dial up the creepiness in this one? Yes. 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 He got progressively <laughs> creepier. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way they shot it where he was, like, shadowed and, like, you couldn't see him a little bit. It was, like, I don't know. It was creepy. It was, oh, you know what? For as much as I just, like, said they were, they really produced this well and they had cool cinematography, it was almost too much all in one episode. Because it was, like, can I just see who is all speaking in one scene <laughs> yeah. in the camera? 
there's like one scene where it's on Kate Harper and it's in the Situation Room and it's just on Kate, but she's just reacting, which is fine. But yeah. then like Mr. Frost is in like the reflection of right. a, a piano. I don't know. Like you can barely see his face in it a bathroom. I don't know. So weird. It was a lot of look. It was very yeah. look heavy, but some directing intern had fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, look what I can do. Dude. I got this new camera I thing. I did the one. I mean, I didn't really care about this storyline, honestly. I mean, obviously, because we have such a huge storyline going on with Toby, it's like anything pales. Everything yeah. seems secondary. I do have to say, though, it is one of my favorite CJ moments in this episode when yes. she basically lets go. She just lets loose on on Hutchinson and yes. she says nothing. I was literally going to say that. I was going to say, oh, I did not gosh. care about this at all, except when CJ tells off homeboy yeah. in the Situation Room. Yes. 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 Let's give her three, three. three snaps in a Z formation for that yeah. one, CJ. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Frost, nobody likes a lurker. And yeah, we just start, we're not going to care as much about Russia and China fighting over oil. Yeah, there just aren't that many, that there aren't high stakes there for us, especially when (laughs) there's such high stakes for Toby. Like, World War Three, yes, we can see where that would be calamitous, but like, we're having World War Three emotionally right now. Okay. Well, Mr. Frost, thank you for your contribution to this episode. <laughs> we will now move right along to <laughs> the Bartlets. Let's talk about, there's some family news in this episode. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, I, Ellie is still my favorite daughter. So yeah. Yeah. I, I like this storyline as well. She's getting, or she's getting married, first of all. Props to her for that. She's marrying the fruit fly guy. Speaking of awkward, <laughs> the fruit fly. I can't guy. imagine it's very easy to be like be in front of the Bartlets in general, but when you're marrying their daughter, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an I, extra level. I wouldn't want the third degree from Jed Bartlett. Oh no, hello, no. no sir. And I just think anytime the I like that trope of the fruit fly nerdy boyfriend guy. Yeah. Like you get that in Runaway Bride as well. Like there's really nothing funnier to me. And also, it's going to be a shotgun wedding. Yay! Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's going to be Grandpa <sighs> Jed. What did you think about it, Sally? Well, that guy's in this, that actor is in Sex and the City and plays this, like a really nerdy character as well. And that's all I kept picturing. So it was really, I don't know why. I mean, I have no problem seeing everybody else as their characters on the West Wing. But for him, I was just like, I just couldn't get out of that. So I couldn't really get past that. But I don't know. It just, it sort of felt like, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it was like, well, here's Ellie again. Here's a shotgun wedding. And here's this drama, which I guess most storylines, that's, you know, how things mm-hmm. work, obviously. But, um, but when are, I mean, you're always going to enjoy seeing Jed Bartlett sort of make someone uncomfortable in that way. <laughs> so <laughs> I was there for that. I, I like that part. It was also fun to see, them make Jed feel uncomfortable because of the whole like oh well by the way Catholic father we uh have some news to take care of um okay so yeah that was kind of a nice reprieve in terms of like the heaviness of the episode it was a nice attempt at levity with people that we care about yeah and it was um interesting that Bartlett was like the last one to sort of figure out what was happening. Like you can see, you can watch Abby's face and you can tell almost immediately when Ellie starts talking, you're like, she, Abby gets that like, it's a shotgun wedding. (laughs) And Bartlett's just sort of like, what, 
why what are you why are you so worried about the time i don't know yeah i mean (laughs) there was also a really funny banter between uh abby and jed about the reproductive habits of fruit flies versus bunnies (laughs) i think the direct quote was they make bunnies look like dysfunctional prudes which feels like old school west wing to me yeah which very little of this episode did oh new school west wing on the scene okay other things that we don't care about as much as toby include the santos campaign shake up yeah shake it up shake it up liz what did you think about the shake up at the santos Uh, campaign it needed to happen ned was just useless (laughs) yeah i mean but i was kind of surprised that they were going to get rid of 45 yeah staffers like Like, that's a lot of people but yeah, the fact that, that Ned was one of them is, like, one of those things that's like, okay, I'm supposed to care that he's all upset, but I really just want him to go. Well, and, yeah, we don't care about Ned, but the whole time I'm just asking, when do we hire Donna? When right? do we hire Donna? Do you need an operative who's got experience? Do you need to go back to episode one of this of this season? Because she's available. <laughs> we still have no Donna. When's the last time we saw her? That episode. Was it really? So episode one. Okay. So I guess it's been four episodes. Is that the longest we've gone without Adana? Probably. I have no idea. It's so hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up. Because of the ensemble, you know? I also don't remember the last time we saw Will Bailey. Aside from this episode, we have a reemergence of Will Bailey. CJ walked in there and I was like, oh, Will. You. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you still on the show? Have you been in the basement this whole time? The last five episodes? (laughs) Yeah. Have you been hanging out in the, in the steam pipe trunk distribution center? <laughs> I do like about the Santos storyline. I do like what we sort of get from him on that in the sense of it is surprising. Josh thinks he's going to react poorly to firing Ned. His wife is surprised at how he reacts. Yeah. But he is sort of like, all right, if that's what you think. I like it a lot. I don't need to do it. So I think that was important character wise because it, is definitely different than what we have seen from him. In the right. Past. It shows a lot of both leadership, but also growth from when he was a candidate. Like, can you imagine him at the beginning when Josh is just trying to get him to like, okay, this is not a congressional campaign. Like this yeah. is a presidential campaign. We do things differently. Yeah, he would have yeah. been like, no, I can never let go of Ned. And I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to win a primary. I'm trying to well, win the Well, I mean, he said, send him to the congressional office. He's still going to have a job. It's not like they're yeah. him on the street. And he said that he wants to hire him when the when they Which get in the White House. So Josh failed uh, to mention. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he was put on the back foot. I think he was put on the back foot yeah. by Ned, of all people. Where he's like, hey, you want to know why we're failing? Like, look in the mirror. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. What did you think about that? thrown it onto josh lyman is that why the, the campaign's failing i just did we know the campaign was failing i thought we were doing great it was like episode. a i feel it was like a fake failing like yeah. oh we're suddenly nine points down yeah which is not double digits points down no so. that's what i that's why i was confused because i thought they had been far down before and they were excited about how small of a gap they had you know like i don't know whatever um i thought it was interesting i like that ned stood up to him well and i like i was just too busy thinking about toby still that's that's (laughs) fine i mean and i love josh obviously the kate harper and frost storyline was way down the line for me i did not care (laughs) 
And I love Josh and I love Santos and I usually love those storylines, but the whole time I was really just like, okay. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking, when is Josh going to find out about Toby? I was like, this is what, I, let's, oh. let's get to that. That's what I wanted to. Do we I, see that on camera? In this, I don't not, remember. Not in this episode, but do we ever? I don't I, think so. I don't. I mean, we obviously get them talking on the phone later yeah. on. Oh. <laughs> I just want all of this to not have happened. I know. It's so sad. Um, before we pivot away from the Santos campaign, important question. Did did Gene uh, Garofalo say B-O-W to abbreviate ball of wax? Because I'm pretty sure she said B-O-W, like it's a thing. No, it's not a thing. Is it? I, I Is it a thing where you live, Liz? No. B- B-O-W. But I don't know. I don't. Maybe I zoned out during that entire thing because I. Oh, you didn't have your subtitles on, telling you all the secrets to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, do you watch it with the subtitles on? I will occasionally, but a lot of times the subtitles are wrong. I find the subtitles are wrong, which really kind of irritates me. <laughs> yeah, they are wrong. So, I always wonder. Especially about that. the Netflix ones. The Netflix yep. ones are pretty bad. Yeah. But. It's weird. I wonder how that happens. I've talked about that on the show before. I could just Google it. I could, like, you know, <laughs> do some research. Hey, Netflix, where do you get your subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask the internet machine. Okay. Um, all right. So just the real enchilada. <sighs> First of all, it's very painful in general, but also additionally painful that they make you watch that epi- that scene from the last episode again <laughs> at the beginning of this one. Just to, oh. just in case you missed it, you know, just in case you weren't feeling bad already. <laughs> yeah. Like it, this is, more. this is really happening. Yeah. Um, what did you feel about CJ's reaction at that moment? I really like the silence. Like, I really like how that whole scene, there's just, she just doesn't say anything for the longest time. And they're just sitting there awkwardly waiting for the white house council because what do you say to that like what do you say well i feel like she could have said a lot i actually thought i thought like there could have been more communicated non-verbally from like a personal standpoint between the two of them you know what i'm saying non-verbally well yeah because she knew she couldn't say anything legally i thought that scene was wonderful non-verbally like their looks like richard schiff's facial expressions and Allison Janney. I feel like, I feel like the turning her back, she turns her back on him a couple times and just yeah, sort of is not facing him. And I think that is, I think the thing to remember is that like, she feels betrayed too. Like, Oh this, yeah. What I hate is that this is really a Toby doing this is like a slap in the face to the whole administration really, because they trusted him and they, relied on him i don't know i mean obviously it's a slap in the face of the president because it's classified information but i feel like everyone would have felt betrayed and let down by him and like i believed in you and how could you have done this and and cj was the target of the investigation too yeah. so it's like but it's he also did, like hey but, toby you put me in this spot which he didn't mean well obviously. he's also getting her out of that spot too well yeah i i feel like there was so much that needed to be communicated through so many looks <laughs> it was kind of like that scene in bridesmaids where she's like i can communicate so much with just a look and then she kind of stares at her for a second i feel like i wanted more of that before cj went into like work mode she just so quickly See, went to call and like know. you know i kind of wanted it to but be like wow to. life as That's we know like it what? yeah 
I know, but just sit there for a second and watch, like, look at each other and cry for a little. I, I don't know. They did. You didn't think that yeah. scene was long enough of them just looking at each other? No, I wanted the more. The whole time I they're waiting more. on that White House Council guy? Uh, yeah. I, I, I literally wrote that this scene is so painful. I think that's what the words I used. I said, oh, first I was talking about the outline. There's, like, a shot with this just, like, behind them and the outlines of their shapes and I was like, this shot is so good. And then I just said, ugh. And then I said, oh, wow, this whole scene is so painful. And that was what I was talking about was them just sitting there. And I think CJ had to snap into that mode because I'm sure she was just, like, so overwhelmed with the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's got to be emotionally, like, what the what can you do but, like, just try and focus on work because otherwise you're going to lose it. And... Yeah, that's true. And, it, and I think it also shows the gravity of the situation that CJ, I mean, this is Toby and CJ in there, you know, they have this great relationship. And even then she had to switch. This was such a huge deal that she had to immediately start putting these things into play. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Uh, <laughs> that was me this whole episode. Just, uh. just a lot of groaning, really. Yep. It's one of those moments that like really makes like, the change in her being chief of staff from being press secretary like as press secretary it would have been different yeah but as chief of staff she's got she has to do this like she has to take that step back she just can't afford because she knows what will happen if she you know loses it right yeah i mean she places one phone call to leo mcgarry and he didn't answer and that turned into like a whole are you trying to cover up something like oliver babish she's louise i love him i I love oliver (laughs) It's very I was so glad he stayed. Yeah, me too. I, it's very charming to me that he uses a legal pad, first of all, for his, like, a thousand <laughs> questions. Like, I just really loved his directness and rudeness and just sort of like, I am not playing around with you. But then at the same time, he is sometimes. Yeah, like, he, he is. is. You know, I don't know. He appreciates it. Yeah. I just kind of feel like he wouldn't have to say, uh, we're going to be here for a while if he had, like, pulled out a laptop. It's like, hey, I never learned to type, so we're going to be here six hours while I depose you. Yeah, that Um, scene was good, though, because I feel like that is, I feel like CJ calling Leo is that moment of personal breakdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need Leo to tell me what to do. And then she realized it wasn't a good idea. But I think that I, I like that they put that in there because it was nice to see her sort of just be like, what do I well, do? Well, in that here? moment, I didn't even think like, oh, I can see why it would look like an attempt at a cover up. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, how do you know how to handle that? There's no yeah, right? guidebook for this situation for your job. Mm-mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't yell at her for calling Leo, but I wouldn't <laughs> yell at her ever. I'm glad they didn't actually have her talk to him, though, because I like the idea of her having to handle it on her own. Yeah. Like she can't just go running to Leo for this. She has to take care of it. I I mean, what would he, what would he even say? Um, I think perhaps even more. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, so Toby's in the Roosevelt room and I just, yeah, something about what a weird place to put someone. It's like Like a a room full of, yeah. You put him in the room full of windows where everything surrounds it and tell him not to talk to anybody. Yes. They could have put him in the mural room. Nobody would have seen him. Yeah. Put him somewhere where he's not going to be so freaking obvious. Like, it's bad enough everybody's watching his office get packed up. I know. It's like the end of E.T. I thought they would have removed him immediately from the White House. Like, they have other offices and conference rooms, you know? Mm -hmm. Just stick him in the OOB. It's fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, but don't. But no, let's stick you in this in the middle of the white, in the middle of the West Wing, in an oh. entirely glass room. I love it. Toby and or Toby and Larry. I don't even remember which one it was that popped in its head in. It was like, it was hey, both. I think it was okay. both. both. Was it okay? Yeah, it was funny to me though because then when it's referenced. They're like, can you give us their full names and extensions? And I was like, can he? Does he know which one is which? Can anybody? Can anyone? I'll give $1,000. I liked when it happened, too, because Toby is always kind of surly. But he yeah. was, I mean, he was really like, go, go away. away. Get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go away. But for them, they probably just thought like, oh, he's having a bad day. Not like, me. oh, he's under criminal yeah. investigation. Right. So he's having a really bad day. <laughs> right. You don't want to see Toby having a really bad day. Uh, and CJ looks out into the into the hallway to see that they're still deposing Toby. So you do get like moments where you can see her trying to deal with this. Oh yeah. Um, There's just a little moment like when they're like wheeling stuff out of Toby's office that Ed and Larry are in the hallway and like one of them almost trips over the cart as they're bringing it out. And you can tell they're trying not to obviously watch what's yeah. going on, but also they're totally watching. Yes. Yeah. They are me. And that's when little... CJ tells them to go home too. Like, are you right. yes. to get out? She's a yeah. boss. You should go. Yeah. Um, it was kind of surprising to me when he calls his lawyer and when she brings up his kids, he was like, don't talk about my children or whatever. And I was just I surprised that like, yeah, he said, like, don't bring up my kids or something. And I was surprised that it didn't it didn't seem to, like, give him more pause. Like, hey, she's saying you might be going to jail for six years. Like, you should really consider how you're responding because of your children. I was just kind of surprised that, that like, wouldn't he think of Huck and Molly? I mean, he wouldn't have done this in the first place. So there's... Right. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's so true though. That makes it it makes it so hard to analyze anything his character does from this point on because I just I, I couldn't I can't buy that he would have done it in the first place. So it's like yeah, he would have thought about his kids. He would have thought about the president. He would have thought about all of these things. So I just thought it was strange know. when she brought it up in that moment. But maybe that is why he reconsidered and said, like, on the advice of counsel. Do you think it was strange that she brought it up, or do you think it was strange that how his, he reacted? His reaction was strange, and I thought that would have made him <clears throat> quicker to, like, fall into line. See, I, I saw it as, like, she, she says the thing, you have an obligation, and he's the one that brings up his kids, and she goes right into an obligation to me as a lawyer. Yeah. So I think, well, like, yeah. to me, that's, like, his internal guilt that he knows he's screwed up and that yep. he's yeah. going to not see the, the twins forever. He's the one that goes to the kids. She just cares about herself. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think even if she had been bringing up the kids, I think it would have been a different conversation if it was Bartlett or Leo or CJ or somebody that he cared about mm-hmm. that knew that knew him and knew his situation versus just his lawyer throwing out a line of think about your kids. She's like, think you know? about yeah. me and my <laughs> yeah. reputation. I really like that. I love that that's where she went with it. She's like, I don't care about your kids. You're paying <laughs> oh. me and people are going to blame this on me. Oh man. But that moment when that moment, when Oliver and CJ were discussing like, Hey, it's time to tell the president. And then she's like, what would be the advice of counsel? And he's like, same as yours, AKA like, it's all on you girl. Like, <laughs> good luck. Your guess oh, is as good as mine. What? The yeah. The president. <laughs> right. You didn't think it could get worse than Toby committing a, a federal crime and going to prison and going away from our lives. But then you realize you have to tell Bartlett <laughs> and it gets so much effing worse. <laughs> Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, it does. It does. Even the telling him, I think, didn't even bug me as much as then their conversation. That I mean, bothered the telling me a him lot. bugged me. The whole thing bugged me. <laughs> but yeah. when they talked, that was more uh, heart-wrenching. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I need a one good Josh and Donna moment to make up for the, the heartbreak of this of this episode. Um, okay, so we get to that scene. They're telling the president. Yeah. And I can only imagine what Toby's feeling as he watches Bartlett walking into the Oval, knowing what's coming. Oh. Ooh. And then he says... Uh, Bartlett says like is it possible to be astonished and not surprised at the same time and it's just like the ugliest side of Bartlett uh, coming out yep oh I hate it because like they've always had issues but it was always sort of this father son like we have issues but we really respect each other and, and need each other mm-hmm. yeah and love each other and then it just was not that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What did you think when Bartlett, Bartlett said that he thought that Toby thought he was like self-righteous and like oh morally superior? <sighs> that, that hurt to watch. <laughs> that, that, that physically hurts. Like, oh gosh. Just, oh, but you, know. but do you disagree? No. Exactly. <laughs> no. So exactly. Like that actually kind of makes some sense. I'm not condoning it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I think there are yeah. a handful of examples that you could say, yeah, sometimes oh, yeah. he did think he was morally superior. I was reading on the internet, and it must be true, um, <laughs> that um, the reason that John Wells uh, kind of mapped out this storyline for Toby, not specifically about Toby, but just the storyline about the leak, was that... Yeah, during give me the- one good reason. Give me one reason on, to John stay Wells. here. Um, they were talking about the there was a leak in the Bush administration at the time about the identity of a CIA officer, and so they were kind of using it as a parallel story to that. So we could just blame it on real life events. No, that but, is not a good enough reason. <laughs> Sorry, that's lazy storytelling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Clinton got a blowjob in the Oval Office, and that wasn't in there. So like we can. <laughs> Omit some things. <laughs> that, that. Wow. Also, it could have been Ed or Larry or someone, not Toby, not our main. Yeah, uh, but nobody, whatever. it's got to be someone that you care about. Nope, Andrea, no. Yeah. I'm not defending it. I'm just, I'm just, you know. <laughs> oh, kidding. gosh. I know. Anyway, that was just a tidbit <laughs> that I found because I needed to distract myself from the pain that is Bartlett serving it up to Toby. Oh, because first he's, go for I it. I always forget how early it happens. I mean, I'm not going to this time, but how early it happens in the season. I always think about yeah. it as like later season seven for some reason. And it's not, it's the entire season seven. I know I'm watching it with new eyes now. And I don't like what they're seeing. Don't like no. it. And I just love Richard Schiff and he didn't like it. He, he didn't, didn't like it either. Just... Sally, I was sitting in his kitchen with this man as he's talking about like the most painful storyline. And it's, it's, it felt viscerally painful it for both of like us. It felt like a disservice to the fans of the show, honestly, yes. to me. I still... I, anytime I ever hear him talk, he's always talking about how much he hates that. Yeah. Like, that whole... Like, I was at a Hillary Clinton campaign rally where he was, and he talked about it. <laughs> so... 
like, so like sad, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning where he's clearly jet lagged. And that's like one of the things he brings up. Well, and I mean, you got to think it's kind of like the one that got away in that the first couple of years were really, really good. You know, you're surrounded by people that you love and you respect and the storytelling is so great and you're making money and it's successful. And then this happens and it's like a record scratch. It's like, yeah. Where did that come from? Well, yeah, and the, the storytelling stays so great for everybody else. I mean, Josh gets to run a campaign. CJ's chief of staff. Charlie's moving up in the world. Donna gets to start working on the campaign. Like, things are happening for everyone, and then Toby gets And he was like this. Isn't he the f- most favorite character? I don't know. No, I wish I, I could see that. a poll. There's, I feel like there's a huge, strong Toby contingency. I think Such so, a too, good character. I think so, too, but I, I don't think that he... I, I feel like most West Wing fans, honestly, probably couldn't... Not couldn't pick a favorite, but I feel like if it's anything like me and people I talk to, it's like, I love Josh. No, but I love Toby, too. No, but I love CJ, too. <laughs> like, you just go through the... <laughs> Wait, motions, there's another you know? one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that was thoroughly really Sad. hard to watch. Oh, and then, oh, there's an added barb at the end as he's walking out also i feel like toby just looks at bartlett kind of hoping but not expecting bartlett to say anything about like i i I don't know what he was expecting him to say yeah but i did look like he was searching for something in his face that he wasn't getting and then as he finally leaves uh he's like you know some people are gonna think you're a hero for doing this bt dubs i'm not one of them Oh, it's like, like as if this wasn't painful enough. Yes. Every moment is progressively worse. Yeah. I and have to say, though, I do like the little moment where Babish is like, somebody should thank you for your service. I, like, Babish clearly person, like, exactly still respects Toby. To say. I was going to say the <laughs> yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. It was funny, though, because that's all he said. He didn't actually go and say she, thank you, but like yeah. in lawyer speak. Because he knows he didn't want to be like, well, and earlier, too, when he first talks to Toby, he brings up that personally he feels very bad for the situation Toby's in. But he has to be a professional. Like, you can tell, like, he's like, he knows this guy. Like, you've worked with him for how many years? Like, this sucks, but he's got a job to do, just like CJ does. So that whole last, like, shot, though, where they're walking him out and you see, like, the monitor with Bartlett on it and, like, hear the speech. It's like, oh. No. The whole time and when CJ out, starts like, crying, no. when no. CJ goes to Will's office and she's like, hey, you exist. Also, you got a promotion and you're the communications director. And he's like, haha, funny how things turn out, isn't it? When he's talking about being in his old office and she's like, yes. And she's crying. <laughs> not, not so funny. Can you imagine, <sighs> though, like being Will? I mean, any any of them getting this information, but. When CJ said the way she delivers that news, she's like, "The president's going to go on on air in about three minutes and three say minutes. that Toby Ziegler has been fired because he was the source of the leak." And Will's just like, "What? I'm what? You immediately <laughs> have a new job that luckily yeah. you're completely qualified to do." Crazy. Oh boy. Ugh. Well, that's uh, that's here today. We're all thoroughly depressed. <laughs> I can't. Yep. I uh, well. I feel like you have to watch this episode in, with a stiff drink. Like it's just like yeah, one emotional like punch after another. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be punch drunk in in two point four scenes. <laughs> yep. 
take a drink anytime <laughs> somebody says something about Toby or the leak, and you're like, well, we're just anytime yeah. you're sad. See you, te- see you next Tuesday. Um, I mean, do we have an MVP? Um. I mean, I'm just going Richard Schiff on this one. Yeah, I guess Richard Schiff. Maybe Oliver Babish, just because I just love him and I love his performance in this. Like, I love his. He was very good storyline. Um, yeah. So those would be my votes. Liz, what do you think? I gotta go with. I gotta go with Toby. Yeah, just straight up. Two Toby votes. <laughs> Though I do. I love cj in this too like that's true, just, true. Uh, it's hard to, it's such hard a good to job pick, but this one particularly it's like <laughs> there's so many great moments for so many people in this it's like uh. well i think i think that about covers it um so lizzie do you would you want to see a, a uh, west wing reboot if it were you mm, favorite question <sighs> i don't know about a reboot what about a movie like a, a movie i would watch um, I would watch like you know like like a four part like mini series would be Gilmore cool. Girl yes. style. Yes. Yeah, just you know Netflix this like yeah. you know just a short little season. But I always wanted like a continuation anyway. Like I wanted them to pick up with the Santos administration. So but I'll always take more Alice and Janney. Anything exactly. that gets me more Alice and Janney. AJ, <laughs> she's in hot demand. It's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Fair enough. That's what I, I think, think, too. I mean, we've talked about that, but that's my... With with the new way that you have access to to shows and streaming and how people can sort of not do what they want, but yeah, Gilmore Girls came back for four 90-minute episodes, which doesn't really make sense, but that's what made sense to them. And I think if we could give Aaron Sorkin the freedom... If, if Aaron Sorkin signed on and everybody else signed on, then I'm there. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it no matter what. Exactly. What if let's, you let's were, put it that way. What if you were actually there, Sally? Because remember how Gilmore Guys <laughs> got to be on Gilmore Girls, the let's reboot? Even, what if we got on there? We can't even talk about this. It's oh. not news if Josh Molina's on there because he stole no. our idea and then he did this. So it would be news if we got on there. Maybe we'll be famous in podcast world post yeah. humus post, I don't know, yeah. post podcast Post podcast <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one can only hope. Okay, well, if you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode or any West Wing thoughts in general, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wing and a Pod. Don't even try to find us on Snapchat. We're not on there. And uh, Lizzie, where can they follow your uh, ham wing goodness? I am on both Twitter and Instagram as at the ham wing. The ham wing. We're ham for it. We're crazy about it. Doesn't uh, Lin-Manuel follow it. you as too? Lin-Manuel follows me. A bunch of the West Wing cast follows me. Like, a bunch of Hamilton people follow me. It's, it's very, it's the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Like, genuinely. But didn't you, didn't you even get to go backstage and meet Lin-Manuel? Yes. Because think, of this. I think... <laughs> Right? How did we? If do you've this? ever watched like the Hamilton documentary or seen any of the pictures where he's got a, a Miranda for America napkin mm-hmm. in his, that was from me. <laughs> like, very we should have led on. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blows I may have taped a picture of Mrs. Landingham to the box that I mailed it in. I don't know. Why. <laughs> so he's a really nice guy. He's Huge pretty famous. 
<laughs> um, that's incredible. Like I'm so glad that happened for you. It hasn't happened for me yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so close. Nah. But yeah, it's it's really nice to see that like people still really enjoy the West Wing. Like even yeah. like it's been a long time since I remember watching it when it was first on the air. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, people still like it enough. Um, yeah, I think that's what we found a lot doing this podcast is that people, I mean, how, you know, it's the wrestling is still relevant and talked about. And I think that's one of the biggest things we found doing this podcast is like, okay, the show went off the air over 10 years ago. And like, we just started a podcast and people listen to it. Which is just, I'm still getting people into it. Crazy. Like a couple weeks ago, I was with some friends and one of them hadn't watched it. So we like sat down and made her watch the first episode. And she's like, all right, I'm hooked. You know, I don't know how many times <laughs> I've like, started somebody on the pilot. I always tell people to get through the first three, but I'm forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I am spreading the good news of the West Wing. <laughs> like, I usually get, tell them to do the first two episodes. First three is recommended, but I was like, give it. Because I don't yeah. remember when I was immediately, if I was immediately hooked or not. But Well, the end of the third is when Char- Charlie comes in the third episode. Right. And the end of the third is when Charlie has his moment of like, does it always feel yeah. like this? And so if, I'm like, if I can get people to that like, moment, if you don't get hooked, then you're not, it's not for you. <laughs> and then our friendship is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically over. So wait, when did, when did you get the idea to start the ham wing? Where was that? Where'd that come from? Um, so I, probably know most of the episodes by heart at this point it's a little sad um i had read something about him being a west wing fan and i had like i had just started listening to the musical and i was like i loved it and i was like this is so cool i love history anyway so and i was like oh you know what'd be really funny is if i did this like i'll just do it and the first thing i did was a, Do- a josh and donna moment and like literally the f- i posted oh. it on twitter and like you know put him in there and he responded to it like immediately, like from day one. He's been aware of this, and it's—he's the best person to follow on Twitter. Oh god, far none. He's so fun. Uh, he's the best. I, yeah, well, we don't deserve him, but we need him. <laughs> he really does. He cancels out so many bad days politically. You're like, I'm just gonna go on Twitter and see what Lin Manuel's saying, and check out his latest mixtape that he just makes for people because he's awesome uh lizzie thank you so much for being a guest on our show i hope everybody follows you and enjoys all the wonderful things that you make okay well thanks so much liz it was really fun yeah thanks for having me of course um it's a good time i'm glad we could do this so glad sally thank you again for being my co-podcast host and we will catch you guys next week for episode six bye